0: Hey there, I'm Eric J. Olson. And I'm Kevin Daisy. You're listening to the Managing Partners Podcast, where we interview top lawyers about how they're growing their firms. Good afternoon. I am Eric J. Olson. I'm the founder and CEO of Array Digital and two other digital marketing agencies. Every month we host a free webinar where we talk about something that is of interest to our audience. We work for law firms across the United States, providing digital marketing services in areas like web design and development, SEO, content, and online advertising. And again, we focus exclusively with law firms. And so the webinars that we put on for free are to help law firms grow, scale, hire more people and help more clients. So let's jump right into it. This month we're gonna be talking about finances and in particular profit first. So I wanna go over profit first, the basics of it, how to use it, some of the different mechanisms that are in the book and the philosophy, and then how we use it here at Array Digital. Great. so what's the whole point of Profit First? Well, the whole point of Profit First is as a business, as a managing partner or someone that works in a business, your business needs to be profitable. And Profit First is a way to help you ensure that you have profits at the end of the month or the end of the quarter or the end of the year, whenever it's time for you to take some of those profits out of the company or reinvest those profits back into your business. But if you don't have more of these things, these dollar bills, then you don't have the profit that you need to thrive as a company or to achieve some of your personal goals. So with profit first, you can get more of these dollars in your profit account. Now, Who am I to talk about Profit First? Well, first and foremost, I have read the book and I've exercised all the philosophies in the book, every single one of them for the last five to six years. I've also had the pleasure of interviewing the author of the Profit First book, Mike McAuliffe, on one of our older podcasts named The Journey to $100 Million. In addition, we have interviewed uh, our John Robbins, who is the CEO, founder and CEO of how to manage a small law firm. He just came out with a companion book to Profit First called Profit First for Lawyers. Here's a screenshot of the episode. It's coming out very, very soon on the Managing Partners podcast, where my co-founder Kevin Daisy interviewed Arjan all about his philosophies and how they are the same and or sometimes a little bit different than what's in the original book, Profit First. So we have a decent amount of experience in profit first. And Again, we have been doing this for five to six years. So what are we gonna to cover today? We're gonna to talk about the profit equation, where profit comes from, how you're gonna have bank accounts involved here. There's gonna be more than you have now, I can guarantee it. Disbursements versus distributions. I will go into the details of those two things. How we do it at Array Digital is covered in here, and then also how to increase your revenue. That's what's really important. Increase your revenue, increase your profits. All right, so let's talk about the profit equation. As a business, you have probably heard this over and over and over again, which is revenue minus expenses equals profit. Now, what that means is you take money in, You spend a whole bunch of money on things like ability, electricity, and staff. And whatever's left over is your profit. Now, the problem is kind of part of what I just said, which is whatever's left over is your profit. Whatever's left over. And that's the real problem there. Whatever's left over. I cannot tell you how many small businesses I am familiar with, coached, have worked with, where they did not have a plan for profit. And the whatever is left over part means nothing usually. So many businesses that I'm familiar with that are in the United States are breaking even, especially the mom and pops, the retail shops, the people who really need to make a profit, they're breaking even. And it's a travesty, they should be making money. You are in business to help your customers, your employees, but also yourself. There is nothing wrong with making a profit and the profit shouldn't be just whatever's left over. There should be a plan for that. And that's what profit first does. So the original equation that you've probably heard of many, many times, revenue minus expenses equals profit. And profit first flips it around. So the new equation is revenue minus profit equals expenses, so let's talk about that. If you bring in money, the first thing that Profit First has you do, based on the title, you could probably guess this, and based on the equation you can guess this, is you take your profits out of the revenue. So let's say you make $100, and you wanna make 10% profit. You will take $10 out of that 100 and put it off to the side, and that is away from you and it's in safekeeping. So you have $10 just sitting over there as your profit. And what's left over is $90. That is your expenses. Now, the trick here is how to get all of the expenses paid for out of that 90 bucks, because you probably have more than $90 of expenses. But this is where discipline comes into the game. You only have $90. And so how are you going to spend the $90 and not overspend? And this is what Profit First teaches you to do. So I definitely recommend getting the book and reading about their philosophies. I'm just going to give you an overview here. So bank accounts. Let's talk about bank accounts. Now, most of you probably have one business bank account. You log in, you see one account and it has all of your money in there. When we started Array Digital six plus years ago, this is exactly how we operate. As a matter of fact, this was the model. So. Money came in from our clients, it went into one bank account and we had an amount of money there. And then we just paid everything. Everything got paid out of that bank account. And the problem was I knew how much was in the bank account but what I didn't really know was how much of what's in the bank account was for things like upcoming taxes, upcoming bills, upcoming payroll, or was there a little bit of that leftover for me? And so that's why there's a question mark in this chart here. You can see, if you're you're watching, you can see this, but if you're listening later on the audio only podcast, I'll explain it for you. Money comes into a bank account, dollars go out, and there's a question mark over where it says profit. And because this was literally the way that Kevin and I worked in the very early days of Array Digital, we thought that we could take money out, but we weren't quite sure because there was just one bank account and we didn't really know if there were a whole bunch of gotchas out there that were just waiting for us. So if we took money out, maybe we'd be shooting ourselves in the foot. That was the problem. That could be the problem that you're having. So the solution is not have just one bank account, but have multiple bank accounts and each bank account has a purpose. The money that goes into that bank account is earmarked for something specific. And I wanna walk you through that right now. Bank accounts, according to the book, Are as the following. These are your fundamental bank accounts. You have income. Now, what income is, is the money that comes into your business from any source. Could be checks, could be credit cards, could be Bitcoin. I don't care. It all goes into this one bank account called income and it just sits there. The whole purpose of that bank account is just to accumulate cash until it's time to disperse it to these other accounts. Other accounts would be things like profit. That's when we definitely need to set up very early because that is the whole point of profit first is to move some of that profit off to the side and kind of forget about it until you want to tap it. Owner's compensation. What is owner's compensation? Well, that's you paying yourself for the work that you do in the business. That is not profit. That is your guaranteed payment or other form of compensation for you providing a role and a function and fulfilling a job duty in the business. That's for you as a worker, not as an owner. So owner's compensation is how much you need to pay yourself. You're gonna set that to the side as well, because guess what? You need to get paid and you need to make a profit.
1: Hey there, this is Kevin Daisy, your host and founder of Array Digital. If you're tired of wasting money with agencies that just can't get it done, then please check out my law firm digital marketing agency at arraydigital.com. If you contact us there, you'll be sure to line up a meeting with me where we'll walk through your exact situation and come up with a plan for what you can do to improve your marketing results. I look forward to talking to you. Now back to the show
0: operating expenses operating expenses is kind of a catch-all for everything that you don't have bank accounts for other purposes so operating expense usually has a lot of money in it relative to the others and that's where you pay your bills and you pay other kind of things that that require checks or transfers that's how you pay external folks maybe even your payroll as well and then taxes Taxes, according to Profit First, should be paid, or at least the business taxes that you are required to pay because you are an owner of the business need to be paid out of the business. You don't want to mess around with taxes. If you owe money for taxes, you want to set that aside. That is not your money. That is Uncle Sam's money. That's your state's money. Put it off to the side immediately and let it sit there until you have to make. An estimated quarterly tax payment, or you have to reconcile at the end of the year. So these are your primary accounts: income, profit, owner's compensation, operating expenses, also referred to as OpX, and taxes. Now you could have other accounts for other purposes, and I'm going to show you actually how we do it here at Array Digital. I'll get to that in just one second. But disbursements. All right, so. I had talked about disbursements versus distributions, two different concepts. Let's go on to disbursements first. This is a fundamental part of profit first. So money comes into the company. When money comes in, it all gets deposited into a bank account that you name income and every day or every other day, whenever you get paid by a client, the money goes right into income and it just sits there and it accumulates until you want to disperse the money to your other accounts. So money comes in, it sits in income until the 10th of the month or the 25th of the month. And with profit first, what you do is you have a predefined distribution percentage. To these other bank accounts. Now, this may sound complicated, but it's it's actually not. And I'll show you again how we do it at Array Digital. We make it very simple. Money comes in. It goes into the income account. It sits there. So on the first of the month, you don't touch the income account. On the second of the month, you don't touch the income account. On the third of the month, etc. All the way until the ninth, you don't touch the account. And then on the tenth, you get a reminder, and it's like, oh, it's time to distribute. The income account and you have a predefined percentage of the money that's in income that goes to profit in the previous example that i gave it was 10 percent. so you'd say 10 percent of that of whatever's an in income goes to profit then you have owner's comp or owner's compensation what percentage is that now the book will give you guidance as to what these percentages are we started with that guidance and then we tweaked it from there but let's say that owner's compensation is 20%. So you'll take 20% of whatever's in an income, and then you will do the math and you'll transfer that amount over to owner's comp. Same with taxes. And then whatever's left over is basically your expenses after you've allocated for the very necessary things owner's comp, taxes, profit. After you've taken care of that, everything else goes into OPEX. Make sense? If you have any questions, drop them in the chat. I will see them here, I can answer them live. All right, let's let's press on. So I talked about this or I hinted about this a little bit before, how we do it at Array Digital. Now, let me walk you through what you're looking at. And again, if you're listening on the audio, I would definitely encourage you to sign up for our next webinar because there's a lot more that I go through and show during these webinars and you're gonna just hear during the audio version of this, but I'm gonna do my best to explain what we're looking at here. What we have is a screenshot of the real Excel spreadsheet, actually it's Google Sheets, but it's the same thing, Excel spreadsheet that we use here at Array Digital to distribute our funds on the 10th of the month and on the 25th of the month. Now, first what we have here are on the left-hand side are our bank accounts. We have a bank account called profit. We have one called guaranteed payments. It's another way of saying owner's compensation. We have owner's tax. We have payroll. We have a bank account specifically for payroll. We have license and insurance. I'll get to that in a second. We have petty cash and OpEx. Now, license and insurance. When we started Array Digital, we would get these bills that we noticed for our insurance, and for our taxes, uh, uh, local business license. And, And these two bills came at the same time, I believe it's in February or March, and it was kind of a hit to the finances. So we wanted to plan for that. So we created a bank account and we built it into our profit first model that we would distribute a certain amount every month, actually every twice a month, and it goes into this bank account. And then in February or March, whenever the bill was due, we would take money from that account and we would pay that bill. So we had a very specific purpose. So in business, you have the concept of a single purpose LLC where you stand up an LLC and you go buy like a piece of real estate, just as an example. That's the only reason you have it. With Profit First, we're doing a single purpose. It's the same kind of single purpose concept, but it's for bank accounts. Each one of these bank accounts has a single purpose. Profit, it only should keep your profit in there and money should go in. And the only time money comes out is not to pay for bills in the company, but to take your profit out. And it's on your personal side now. Guaranteed payments, owner's comp. uh, That is money going in in order to pay the owners of the business. Now that is different than payroll. Payroll is for our staff, but we have to make sure that money is there and it's ready to rock and roll on payday. So we have these different bank accounts for different purposes. Uh, The last one I wanna talk about very quickly is petty cash. Uh, I have a debit card that is tied to that bank account called petty cash. So when I just, I'm out and about, I need to buy stamps as an example. I will use my petty cash debit card and I'll pay for it and it comes out of petty cash. So that is money that's not budgeted for, it's just miscellaneous petty expenses. I need a little slush fund for that. So we built it into our model and you can do the same thing if you implement profit first at your law firm. So, we have these different accounts all say them again. Profit, guarantee payment, owner's tax, payroll, license and insurance, petty cash and opex. Now, this model here that I'm showing you is based on say $100,000 being in your income account on the 10th or the 25th and out of that we leave a couple thousand bucks in there so that uh because when we charge credit cards uh it will hit that bank account and we need to have a few bucks in there at any given time so if there's a hundred thousand dollars in there when we go to disperse then we leave like two thousand dollars in leaving ninety eight thousand dollars to distribute or disperse throughout the different accounts there's some these are kind of made up numbers. These are not our real numbers, but let's say it's $100,000 on the 10th and it's time to disperse. Well, based on wanting to get approximately 6% profit, you will disperse $6,000, or actually in this screenshot here is $5,880 based on the numbers that are being dispersed in this hypothetical situation. So, it's whatever is in the income account times six percent equals five thousand eight hundred and eighty. Now, let's say that you wanted to have ten percent going into your guaranteed payment bank account. Well, that's ten thousand dollars. Three point five percent in owner's tax. You want to put some away for owner's tax. That's thirty four thirty. right, so you do the math here. What you do is you establish these percentages for each bank account and you multiply those percentages times whatever happens to be, in the income bank account at the time that you disperse. Make sense? Again, you do that on the 10th and the 25th, and that's it. Those are the only two times that you do it. And you always follow this percentage. Now, by the way, the the actual percentages, you set. The book has guidance, and you should follow the guidance that we did, but over time, you're going to want to adjust those. That's disbursements. Disbursements is taking the money from income and moving it to these other bank accounts. Let's talk about distributions. When I say the word distributions, I'm referring to profit. So looking back at all of our bank accounts, what happens is money goes in again, it sits in the income, it gets dispersed every roughly two weeks on the 10th and the 25th of every month. And so money is accumulating in some of these accounts like profit, maybe taxes, and it's just waiting for some event to happen. Over an OPEX, money goes in and gets spent very, very quickly. That's like your active checking account, if you will. But in profit, what's happening is on the 10th, money goes in. On the 25th, more money goes in. On the next 10th, more money goes in. And the balance of your profit is building up over time. Then what happens is once per quarter, at the end of the quarter, you look at how much is in that profit account and whatever is in there, 50% of it is how much you distribute to yourself and or your partners, depending on your equity arrangement. So let's say again, for easy math, every every time you put in money into the profit account, it's $10,000. Now you're gonna do that on the 10th and the 25th every month, three months per quarter, you'll do that six times in a quarter, $10,000 each time. You'll have $60,000 in there at the end of the quarter. So when it's time to distribute, you will take 50% of that balance, 50% of 60 grand, and you'll distribute $30,000. So that is money that you write to yourself personally, That comes out of the business, it goes into your personal finances, and it leaves you with a balance of $30,000 in the profit account, and you'll continue to add to that. So let's say you did that $60,000 comes in the very first quarter, you distribute half of that, 30 goes out, 30 stays in. One more quarter passes. Let's say the numbers don't change. So over that next quarter, you're adding $10,000 twice a month another $60,000 for the quarter. Now you have $90,000 in that profit account. And at the end of the second quarter, when it's time to distribute, you take half of that. That goes out. That's a $45,000 distribution. So you can see how these numbers can add up and the profit account gets bigger and bigger and bigger over time, assuming that your company is either staying exactly the same or increasing. So what I've talked about so far Going back to this equation, I've talked about profit and I've talked about expenses. Let's talk about the third component the third component is incredibly important. Revenue, the third component being revenue. So this equation, it works. You wanna have as much revenue as possible, frankly, as much profit as possible, and you wanna keep your expenses low. We've already talked about profit, how to handle that, so you can ensure that it's there. And expenses, we didn't talk about it much, but needless to say, you wanna keep it as low as possible. But also here, revenue, you want revenue to be very, very high. So how can you get revenue to be very, very high? Well, you need more clients and you need to charge them more and you need, because you need more clients, you need more work, you need more leads. And this is where Array Digital comes in. So I wanna show you a series of charts here of clients that we have helped, the law firm clients that we have helped in order to increase their revenue. And we do this through digital marketing and in particular through search engine optimization. So in order to increase your revenue, first you have to increase your clients, which means you have to increase your leads. And these have to be good leads where people are doing things like searching for your service, your specific service in your market and you're on page one of Google, they come over, they contact you, they become a client, you bill them, you make more revenue. So this works for lots of different law firms in lots of different areas of the country, if not all areas of the country. Here is a PI law firm in Michigan. This is organic traffic that we're showing here. Look at this chart, it is up and to the right. They started back in July of 2022 at roughly 50 visitors, and now they're up to 1,500. These are people coming from Google after they search for something that's related to PI law firm in Michigan, highly targeted. They come to the website, they're making contact. How do you think that would affect your business and your revenue if you went from 50 to 1,500 visitors a month that are very highly targeted going to your website after searching for someone just like you? PI law firm in Michigan. Here's an estates and trust law firm in Virginia. Look at this huge spike, massive spike. So going way back to before they were even our clients, January of 2019, they were at, let's say 100. Now they spiked in September, by the way, this is a month ago, all the way up to 1600, just boom, like almost overnight. Here's a business law firm in California. They're at the very beginning of their journey. But again, near zero for people coming from Google after they search for something like business law firm in California near zero in the past. And boom, huge spike up to 240. Not the biggest number, but it's a huge spike compared to zero. Divorce law firm in Texas. This person has been working with us for about a year. And just look at this incredible growth in organic keywords. So this happens in organic keywords. This happens in organic traffic. And whenever I say the word organic, what I really mean is someone went into Google, searched Found our client's listing and clicked over to their website. Highly targeted at the perfect time in that buyer's journey. So, what we're showing here are keywords on page one in positions one through three or four through 10. Massive increase from literally zero a year ago up to 180 total on the first page, first page keywords. I mean, that is a significant. Improvement. And this has a profound impact on revenue for this divorce law firm in Texas. And then here's a divorce law firm in Virginia, right? Halfway across the United States from Texas. Now, these are kind of small numbers as far as the size of the numbers, uh, but these are big numbers to be talking about. So, number of users year over year, 465% increase in their website users and visitors. Number of sessions, 436, engage sessions, 425. And last but absolutely not least, the number of conversions, and a conversion is where an anonymous visitor, like you don't know who they are, but a conversion is when they put in their name and address or email address, and they basically raise their hand saying, oh, I want help. My name's Eric J. Olson. Here's my email address. Come help me. They're begging for help. These are conversions. Conversions from organic results from organic traffic, went from zero a year ago to 3,677. I mean, just massive, profound impact on the business. Huge growth for this business. This is, these are typical results. I've shown you probably how many, six, seven uh, examples recently. Like this happens over and over and over again. Now. How do you get started in growing your revenue? All right, so first and foremost, at Array Digital, we work with law firms across the United States. If you're not a law firm, you're not in the United States, there may not be a fit. Feel free to contact me because I do run two other digital marketing agencies. And if one of those can't help you, then I can certainly point you in the right direction. But here at Array Digital, what we're looking for are law firms, over $1 million of annual revenue, You need to be ready to spend about $5,000 minimum on marketing, because frankly, anything less than that, and you just don't have enough funding to get the bang for the buck. If you're gonna go too low in your marketing, then honestly, at some point going too low, you might as well just do no marketing, save your money. If you don't, here's the big danger in marketing, under investing, because you could be spending a thousand, two thousand dollars a month, but it's just not enough to get anything going. You're not spending enough money to have all of the services, all the expertise and all the deliverables that you need to have an impact and wherever you're located. And just think about all the competition that you have in your market, all the lawyers in town, and then Google, like some of these people that you're competing with, they've been doing this for a long, long time. And you are prepared to handle growth. So if you do not have a growth mindset, if you're doing this just because you just want to continue to be a two-person law firm, it's not quite a fit for us. So if this sounds like you, reach out. Now, the very first thing that we will do is what we call an assessment. And we will go over a ton of different parts of your digital marketing. We don't need access to your website. We don't need access to your social media or your Google ads account or anything like that. We can do all of this analysis from seeing public information. Most agencies will charge an engagement fee for this. We don't charge one. We have literally seen where other agencies have charged upwards of $4,000 to do this assessment and we do it for free. So contact us, we will look at all these different aspects of your digital marketing, let you know exactly what you're doing and provide our recommendations. So stop wasting time with agencies that can't get it done. There's just too many of these agencies out there that talk a good game, but they can't show you charts like I just showed you. They don't have the five-star reviews on Google and they don't have the happy clients like we do. And they certainly don't have all of that and specialize in things like law firm SEO. So stop wasting time with agencies that can't get it done. If you're with an agency that can't get it done, cut them loose schedule an assessment today. So again, my name is Eric J. Olson. I'm the CEO of Array Digital, and you can find out more information by going to our website at ArrayDigital.com. So that concludes the webinar. I don't see any questions. So I think I'm just going to wrap it up and go look at my profit account. Have a good day.
1: Thank you for listening. We have been producing this podcast for years, have had hundreds of guests, and produced hundreds of episodes. We don't ask for much, but I do have one ask. If you find value in this podcast, please share it with one person just like you. The best way to do that is to send them to arraydigital.com where we have a full library of all the episodes that they can sort by practice area and or state. So again, we appreciate you listening and thanks for sharing.